welcome to You Need to See This and ever other and ever other weekly. Yes, we're saying words in every other weekly film podcast about filling the gaps in our collective cinematic experience. I'm Cozy Orlin, and I'm slowing down so that I don't ma- mangle a bunch of words. Uh, I'm joined by my co-host. Luce Tomlin Brenner. Oh, nailed it. Oof, Thank you. Nothing better than that poise and that slowing down. Oh, it's great. Slowing uh, down is hard. Our society wants us to move fast, fast, fast. Oh, Numbers, you're so charts. right. Oh, all the time. <laughs> Climb that ladder. <laughs> this is our moment, though. We can take a deep breath and slow it down for the people. Oh, you're so, so right. It's an oasis. This is an oasis. And what are we discussing in our oasis today? I'm so excited. Oh, well, get ready, uh, audience. We are going to be discussing movies. We are comedians, writers, filmmakers, and just a couple of kids playing baseball. Hmm. Uh, Every episode, one of us tries to convince the other and the audience that they need to see a specific film. We do it all with no spoilers. And to answer that question today, I will be convincing you, or hopefully we'll find out, uh, Mm -hmm. and the audience. Uh, to see the 1998 family film Simon Birch. Luce, I think you need to see this. I Well, thank you. I have not seen Simon Birch. I know my parents love Simon Birch. Perfect. Yeah, I think that makes sense for a family film sort of thing. And I'm fascinated that this film has something to do with baseball, as you are a noted non-interest. You have no interest in sports movies. Right. Well, I would say that uh, this one... I don't consider it a sports movie, but it does have some baseball in it. Mm, okay. Yeah. Interesting. I would say so. It's it's just enough to involve some baseball. Main characters are on a little baseball team, but it's not about the team. It's not about the game. It's not about the baseball. <laughs> okay, great. Uh, well, I'm excited to hear what it is about. Excellent. And I am excited to tell you about said thing. Uh, this movie is written and directed by Mark Steven Johnson who also wrote the Rick Moranis, Tom Arnold movie, Big Bully. Do you remember Big Bully? I don't. That no, is I've more than fair. I've never heard of it or seen it. <laughs> oh, wow. It's definitely like Honey, I Shrunk the Kids like era, Rick Moranis, Tom Arnold, you know, comedy. It's one of those comedies that disappeared into the ether forever. I have a feeling, and it's been so long, I think it was about them I imagine I imagine that one bullied the other as a kid, and then they grew up, and he was still bullying him, or something like that. Mm, okay, wow. You know, very that seems very, like an actual realistic thing that happens. <laughs> yeah, very '90s comedy too. You know, I, I I remember liking it a lot. I'll have to revisit it and see if it's worth doing. <laughs> okay, yeah, there's a lot like that, but I do love Rick Morantis, and because he retired, we only have like very few Rick Morantis movies out there. Oh yeah, it's so it's so true. We all miss him very much. Rick Morantis, a wonderful gentleman. Uh, Come back and see us, Rick Morantis. We're ready for you. It's true. Also, uh, um, let's see. He, uh, this guy, Mark Stephen Johnson, also did a couple early Marvel movies along with uh, Jack Frost. So nothing, nothing exciting or glowing. Nothing, huh. nothing here to incite so any sort like, of excitement. Okay, this is maybe his most exciting film. Um, yeah, I mean. Oh, that's a tough question. I would say that this <laughs> this is the one I would recommend most to you out of the ones that I have seen from him. Mm, okay, got it. In terms of pure excitement, that's a tough call because he did do a bunch of Marvel movies that were exciting in their moments, but not necessarily 
good fodder for this. <laughs> yes, that's true. I don't get excited about Marvel movies. Nor should you, for the most part. Most of them not too exciting. Uh, this yeah, movie, like they're out there. People know what they are. They don't need any extra hype from us. They really don't. They have become the monoculture. It is strange. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this movie is partially based on John Irving's novel, A Prayer for Owen Meany. Hmm. Also which, never heard of that before. Oh, uh, nice. Yeah, it's it's one of those things I had heard of throughout my life and never read. And then uh, didn't realize that this movie was based on it. <laughs> 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 uh, so let me tell you a little bit about those synopsis. how many books are out there so many too oh, many sorry. i was just saying there's somebody out there that you're like huh i never knew those two were related also i never read it anyways oh yeah 100 <laughs> <laughs> percent. it's definitely one of those that i had heard the name of before uh but i don't really know why i have a feeling it was one of those sort of classic semi-classic novels that mm, we all mm-hmm. were told to read and yeah, I've never actually school. read any John Irving novels. I probably haven't either. I'd be shocked. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. You were going to tell me the synopsis. Please continue. I would love to. All right. So Simon Birch and his best friend Joe Wentworth, uh, both equally very featured, are 12-year-old boys in a small New England town in 1964. <laughs> so Simon was born with a condition that makes him much smaller than all the other kids in town. And Joe has a different thing where he grew up without a father, and that's also a bummer for him. Uh, <laughs> so bad things happen, exciting things happen, etc., etc. Uh, and uh, it's kind of a little bit about their adventures in a little way. It's very like 1950s Americana with like baseball and a church community and a swimming hole and baseball cards and all that. <laughs> Classic. Yeah, it's very much a like sand lottie feelings abound with like probably some my dog skippiness to it. And just that's you know. what I thought as soon as you were talking about it, like in the up top, I was like, hmm, sounds like the sand lot. Yeah, it's it's definitely very it's got a lot of those feelings and it's very family film. Uh oriented with like occasional moments where like a kid's like asshole and you're like oh yeah okay so this is kind of cool too (laughs) (laughs) it's an interesting combo uh this movie is starring ian michael smith as simon birch joseph mazello as his best friend joe ashley judd as joe's mom who everyone thinks is attractive and loves her because she's wonderful oliver (laughs) platt as the guy she's dating uh Yeah, along with Jan Hooks, R.I.P. Jan Hooks. Hmm. Uh, Sorry, I said that wrong. Uh, Jan Hooks. There we go. (laughs) (laughs) Um, uh, David Strathairn, which I finally learned how to pronounce by watching several interviews with him where he said his own name. (laughs) Okay, I've never called him his name. I've never said his name correctly. See, I hadn't either. Um, uh, And I was like, this is the time. I'm finally doing a movie with him in it. I'm going to figure out what it was. And it wasn't quite what I said originally uh, in my life. And I was like, good, now I know the real thing. Also yeah, I think him- I always said David Strathern. Yeah, I always assumed it was something like that. But yeah, David, Stra- David Strathern. But okay. there's also a little bit of space where it might be Strath- Strathern. I'm not sure because even he said it in a way that was like tough to call. So it's either David Strathairn or David Strathairn. <laughs> uh, wait, do you have any more cast members to read off? Uh, Dana Ivy, and I have one more. But if you wanna, if you wanna say a thing first, go for it. 
Oh, no. Just because I looked it up to see who you were. Oh. I, I was looking it up, and I just noticed a name oh, on here that I well, did not know was in this movie. Yeah, well, then let's say it uh, as the adult version of Joe narrating the movie, the one and only Jim Carrey. Okay, well, I'm sold. I'm watching it. <laughs> That's what I was hoping for. <laughs> I just I scrolled down the cast list. He's at the very bottom, and I was just like, wait, what the fuck? <laughs> this is a Jim Carrey movie? <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, that's why I had to stop going to IMDb uh, on this podcast, because I was like, oh, no, I'm going to ruin reveals by accident. Yeah, I scooped you. I'm so sorry. No, I didn't it's okay. <laughs> it's because I, I was like, who is Ian Michael Smith? I like couldn't picture him, but it's because he's the little boy. Yeah, he's only done and one was, movie, yeah. He's only done this one movie, yeah. And uh, Joseph Mazzello. Yeah, Mazzello, was, apparently he's done some stuff, like Jurassic Park and junk like yeah. that. Yeah, that's yeah, cool Yeah, he's the see. kid from Jurassic Park. I was like, that name sounds so familiar. Yeah. Um, okay, cool. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, the Jim Carrey thing really sold me. I like that. That's exciting. <laughs> um, well, I, I hope I won't unsell you on 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 it. But I think that's generally how this works, right? There's <laughs> always a yes. chance. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That you say too much, and I'm like, never mind. <laughs> yeah. Th- I think there is a chance. There's a legitimate chance with this one. Because wow. when I revisited it, there were some things I wasn't expecting. But overall, I still think it's worth watching. Um, okay. Yeah. I, I saw this in theaters. I wasn't really sure what drew me to it. But I remember liking it more than I expected to as like a family film. I didn't really go see a lot of those. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I don't think I usually think that Cozy's like an anti-family film. Yeah, I was surprised that I ended up being into this and remembering it so positively. And then I was like, well, it's time to watch and figure out what it was, what its deal was. Uh, yeah, what are what are your first impressions in general? Um, I do really like uh, '50s Americana stuff. I cool. know that it's totally like um, <laughs> almost like a fantasy for white people. Yes. <laughs> like, Oh, yeah. So I definitely recognize, like, the inherent, like, flaws of this type of genre. Mm -hmm. Um, And I don't, you know, we're not from that time. I think there's uh, a lot wrong with that time period. But I do think visually it's very pretty and, like, calming to watch. So Mm. I didn't know it was, like, a period movie. Oh, absolutely. Um, It very much has that feeling of, like, kind of a nice, like – place full of wonderful trees and autumn and like a swimming hole and stuff. Yeah. It's very, very much in that world. Yeah. So that's cute to me. Cause I'm like, Oh, that's like a society that never really existed. <laughs> like, <laughs> it seems nice. Um, and yeah, and Jim Carrey is pretty much like I've watched, watched a lot of movies just because Jim Carrey was in them. <laughs> I think that's a very good call every time. <laughs> yeah, I definitely, I've, uh, I've, the only one I haven't watched really has been, I guess, three, which is like the Grinch because I like cannot handle mm. that. I just yep. am not about it. <laughs> good <laughs> choice. Yeah, the Christmas Carol one that he did. And then I haven't seen the new Sonic because I'm really not interested. But everyone says he's so funny in it. So I I liked the new Sonic a lot more than I was worried about um, because Adam Pally was really funny in it. Mm -hmm. And I didn't know he had such a great role or any role in it at all. I was like, Adam Pally's in this and he's just hilarious as like the comic. He's, He's like a really good like voice of reason sort of guy in it and still kind of goofy. I can't even remember what he did, but the point is he was great. Um, but yeah, that movie was like a bad movie that was good to be bad. Like I was happy with the level of bad in it and still really enjoyed it. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Like the acting. You didn't feel like a waste of time. Not at all. I felt like the acting was really dumb 
and and boring and everything around it that was sonic based was great <laughs> so it was like the the uh, the actual people in it didn't matter to me at all and were just as dumb and and i it was exactly what i wanted it to be a silly movie that also had genuinely genuinely compelling like sonic stuff in it sometimes like sonic wow. made me sad i was sad for <laughs> sonic i was worried for sonic <laughs> <laughs> I'm shocked by these words coming out of your mouth. <laughs> oh yeah, and Jim Jim Carrey wasn't like he was I was really worried he was going to be over the top and like fucking annoying and all the things about old Jim Carrey that do bother me now but didn't as a kid. But wow. I think he did a really good job with with coming back to that kind of comedy in a way that worked. Okay. Well. I am I'm interested. <laughs> yeah. I'll tell you it's, that. It's an interesting, it's a strange movie. I, I can't, I don't know if I, I don't know if I'd recommend it to you or not. It's a tough call, but. <sighs> I'll, I'll watch it at some point. I don't know. I just, I wish, again, I wish I could have an edit of it's like just Jim Carrey scenes. Yeah. I think there's no rush, but if you're in the mood to see a movie that, that has like in, uh, silliness and like, yeah, I think if you're, if your expectations are in the right place, you'll enjoy it for what it is. <laughs> Great. Well, thank another episode of You Need to See This where you convince me to watch the Sonic movie. <laughs> it keeps happening every time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Comes up oh, so yeah. many times. It's like I'm not really convinced. Yeah, it makes sense. So let me tell you about uh about <laughs> Simon Birch. <laughs> Um, for a moment, uh, specifically That's five. what we're talking about. Come back to us, Simon Birch. Sorry <laughs> that you got overshadowed by Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> <laughs> Happens all the time. <laughs> yeah. He's, he's just like, who is this futuristic blue alien hedgehog? <laughs> I'm a fifties kid who's living in a swimming hole. That's I can't even handle this. I'm just Simon Birch. <laughs> my home is a swimming hole. <laughs> I was born abnormally small, and my life is interesting because of it. <laughs> oh my goodness! Um, okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna lead off very honest because I do that. Um, so after watching this, after rewatching this, I wasn't completely sure if I should bring it to the podcast or not. I was a little on the fence. Okay, because it's an actively like maudlin schmaltzy movie <laughs> that was aggressively overly scored. You hate movies like this. I'm so shocked. <laughs> I know. I was really surprised. Like, it also felt like it had a lot of religion in it. And, like, these are all things that would lose me immediately. <laughs> what? I'm so on tender hooks to hear what you actually liked about it. Yeah. Like, in the end, I, I decided, like, this is a movie people do need to see. It's really unique and different from other movies. It's got an interesting plot. And it's, like, a good – it was a good PG movie to watch when I was 13. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like, but do you think that like adults now without children would get something out of it? I think they would get something out of it because I got something out of it. I think that, you know, one of the things I got from it is like people, you know, people with disabilities uh, don't get a lot of screen time, especially actors who actually true. have those disabilities. Um, and this movie was played in a way where it's like, let's see what you know, it, it wasn't played in a in a shitty way where it was like, oh, we feel bad for this kid right. or oh, my God, his life. No, it was like this is a kid who has this disability. It's it's in his life, but he's also a kid and he like has to, you know, he has crushes on girls and he like plays baseball with his best friend and like collects baseball cards. He's fucking he's a human being like all human beings are human beings. And right. I think that it's important that it's an important movie for 
people to see because of that. Yeah, it's important to show people being humans and not just be like, wow, look at this tragedy case. Are you happy that you are not disabled? Yeah, and it also, it focuses a lot on how he handles, how how you can tell this little kid has kind of like handled it. Like he, he feels like God has like a plan for him and he's like destined for great things. And you can tell it's sort of a coping mechanism for what his life is. Mm -hmm. Cause like his parents definitely treat him like he doesn't matter. And like, they're almost not in the movie at all. Yeah. Like Ashley Judd is very much like taking care of him. Mm. And And who does Ashley Judd play? uh, He plays, uh, she plays Joe's mom. Oh, okay. And she's like yeah, the sweetest she's like on the him. cover. Yeah, oh, okay. and she's like, oh, Simon, my little angel. Oh, my wonderful kid, you know. And and so he's almost like a little brother in a way uh, because he's over so often. And so it's, right. it's interesting like, to see. Yeah, I like that that plays to like also chosen family over blood family because those aren't always like. Oh, very much. Mm-hmm. The people who are taking care of you or the people that you can rely on. And it's nice to see like different types of families yeah, it's, in movies. It's really fascinating. Yeah, th- there's a lot of really cool stuff in the plot that I really don't want to touch. Mm. But mm-hmm. it's it, it's a roller coaster that's really compelling. And it takes you to some really cool places and some dark places that you weren't expecting. Hmm. You know, there's not a lot of uh, PG movies anymore. True. Like that deal with complicated subjects in a way that's like appropriate for all ages. And Mm. I think that's such a shame because so many PG movies are like inherently for kids and they're just like something that's animated and maybe there's some like rude humor in it. And that's why it's like PG. Yeah. And And it gets like tiring. (laughs) Yeah. And it's like really mindless. And there's this idea that like children can't comprehend complicated issues. Yeah, it's just and, like a little kid money machine sort of movie that just yeah. not, doesn't even attempt to scratch the surface of things. Yeah, it, it drives me crazy how it's like we all – all there is for – because I was thinking this. I know uh, a few weeks ago I was recommending some teen movies because I was watching them to study for surprise. And mm. there's so there were so many PG-13 movies for so long, especially when we were growing up in the 90s. And now it's like the only thing PG-13 are like comic book movies, which are like – definitely a genre film but like (laughs) like it's something but that's not that's not a story about life or you know like sure (laughs) there's there needs to be other genres of movies coming out for for kids and like the fact that it's just (laughs) animated stuff from pixar and dreamworks and then star wars and marvel it's like oh my god yeah children like some realism yeah at this point it really feels like uh, everything that's directed towards kids is on other mediums instead. Mm, yeah. <laughs> it's very that's weird. true. It all kind of moved over. Yeah, but that's not like we need kids to still go to the theaters, you know, as we talk about completely keeping kid keeping theaters successful. It's like you need to see – take kids to the fucking theater. <laughs> yeah, completely. Oh, it's <laughs> it so important. needs to be something for them to watch. So, yeah, I am interested because I feel like – I watched so many movies like this growing up that were PG and like, like you said, The Sandlot, man, <laughs> what a doll of a film. I Absolutely. love that movie. Yeah, it was great. It's been so long since I've seen it. I need to do a rewatch, but it definitely. I rewatched not that long ago and I was like, yep, it's a great movie. Oh, it's beautiful <laughs> when that happens. Oh, it's so important. Um, okay. Well, I am, I'm interested. You're getting me. More and more interested in it. Awesome. I'm very excited about that. Um, and 
as a small addendum to my last reason or a small just addition in general, like even though Simon's very like God has a plan for me, which is kind mm-hmm. of blah, he also talks a bunch of sass to the reverend in church, which is like, you know, hell yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Like uh, you can be, uh, you know, religious and not just accept every single religious thing that someone says to you. Yeah, like, he's like, he's down for religion, but not organized religion. And I'm like, well, that I can get more on board with. Yeah, for sure. Agreed. Uh, yeah. So my second reason to get it out of the way, it is narrated by 19, 1990s Jim Carrey, which is, of course, <laughs> the Luce Bate reason. <laughs> <laughs> the greatest. He is such a good voice. I'm oh, excited yeah. to hear him, I guess, just not be goofy. Yeah, he's not at all even slightly goofy in this one. Uh, he He's just, it's a real, just straight up honest, like, this was my life growing up. You know, I learned a lot from, you know, Simon Birch in my life. <laughs> it's very sentimental and strange in that way. That See, that just makes me feel so curious. Like, what, what is that going to sound like? I feel like it'll be just so comforting because I find his voice to be very soothing. I, I think it definitely is, except for the moments where he talks about God. And then I'm like, I don't know anymore. But yeah. <laughs> overall, it's well narrated, I would say. Interesting. Yeah. yeah that part is, man. <laughs> I didn't even realize that he was a part of the movie until I rewatched it and went, oh, wow, okay. <laughs> Jim Carrey. Yeah. Meant God. <laughs> oh, neither, really. <laughs> I know. I think as a kid, well, maybe I feel like I was like always hearing about God and there are aspects of my family that were religious and other mm. parts of my family that weren't religious, but it was always just like there. And as a child, it was like, yeah, God exists. Like, <laughs> Nobody was questioning it. Oh no. Except oh. for me, because I was like, I don't know, guys. This just doesn't I don't I can't get my head around this. It doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, I was an immediate no. I was like, that's silly. No thanks. <laughs> yeah, I was super into like Santa and Easter Bunny and the Tooth Fairy though. Oh, yeah. Like I for some reason I was like, Yep, I believe it. <laughs> oh yeah, I definitely hid to like watch for Santa. Yes, yeah, definitely. And like my parents would do that thing where they like chewed the carrots and the cookies and the leaves uh, and it was like, oh my God, the reindeer were in our house. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure I got that too, no question. <laughs> but then I was Adorable. like, I don't know about this like man from a long time ago watching us. I think it was because people would always be like, I can feel God's love or I'm talking to God. I can feel God talking back to me where I was always just like, mm. I feel really alone. Like, And not in like a sad way, but just like, I don't hear anyone, see anyone, feel anyone. Yeah. (laughs) No need to. That's the nice part. Yeah. Like, I think it's just me. Yeah. Um, I was just always very bored whenever I had to go to like services for, you know, for synagogue stuff. I was like, this is incredibly boring. And mm -hmm. the one thing I hate most in life is being bored. When I was a Mm -hmm. kid, I was like vehemently anti-boredom. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I really hate it. I know because I always like to read when yeah, I was like, grown ups. So I'd be like, I'd always have a book in a grown up situation, but like, no, mm. I couldn't read. And then if you, the only books there were like the hymns and the Bible. And oh, it just God. was like, <laughs> the Bible stories were so boring. Yuck. <laughs> like, the mm. only one I liked was Christmas, the Christmas story and the Easter story were both like kind of bangers, but like. <laughs> Other than that, I was just like, oh my God. And I, but I liked Sunday school because I liked a lot of the kids at my church. Mm, that's good. And we did a lot of crafts and a oh, lot nice. of like cooking and stuff. And I really liked my church and we always had, did a lot of fun events there. Oh, that's good. So, 
Yeah. I like liked going to church, didn't like being at services. Yeah. Community aspects, the positives, totally. Mm-hmm. I don't even remember the community uh, at Havarim or whatever. Um, I don't remember any Sunday school except for the teacher because she was one of my friend's moms. <laughs> the only thing I really actually remember, aside from looking at art on the wall for some reason <laughs> somewhere, was... Passing around challah, which tasted so fucking good that it was the only thing I looked forward to was, oh my God, Uh, pass me that giant loaf of challah so I can rip myself off a piece. Yes. Oh, Can I get two? (laughs) All I wanted. That's so cute. And then I was like, can we leave? (laughs) Yeah, a lot of can we leave. I remember that feeling a lot too. Like I'm in patent leather dress shoes and tights Mm -hmm. that are like stretching out and falling along my legs like yeah gotta go but I just remember people (laughs) always talking about God was just like this thing all the time yeah I have a I it's so weird yeah I I I was lucky that my parents bowed out of it pretty fast um I don't know how long they made me go but it can't have been that long (laughs) oh man we didn't start going until I was in second grade and then we went all through high school and college whoa all through high school and college that's no I I got really lucky then because elementary school was probably it for was it for me if even that much oh yeah you are lucky we didn't go every weekend we were like Mm. a really like, are we feeling it today or not? Sometimes we get on a hot streak. Other times we wouldn't go for like a month. So. Oh, wow. Yeah. I think my parents just got tired of me complaining. (laughs) Wow. You wore them down. I really did. I was, I hate, I was so whiny about being bored all the time. My parents like bribed me with donuts where it was like, if you're good, then we'll go get donuts after church. Oh, that was me for piano lessons. They were like, I will (laughs) give you money for comic books if you play piano. And I was like, fine, I'll learn a musical instrument and have a talent. (laughs) (laughs) I guess if I have to be talented. Yeah. Oh, oh. Wow. So yeah, yeah, there's a lot of stuff that like movies that had like God stuff in them that I watched as a kid and didn't think about because I was like, yep, adults always talking about God. (laughs) Yeah. I'm surprised (laughs) that I didn't remember this. Yeah, right. Well, because it's like now no one ever talks about God that I'm around. So when it comes up, it always feels so preachy where I'm yeah. just like, okay. Oh, completely. Why don't you keep that to yourself? Like, Yeah. It's like when it was constant, it was like, well, at least this is constant, whatever. But now it's just like, oh, I, I forgot about that. And I remember not wanting it. No, thank you. No, thank you. <laughs> well, yeah. It's nice when you're like, oh, I don't have to hear about this all the time. A thing Beautiful. I don't believe in. Yeah. Like, uh, oh, seriously. And, like, that's always the thing about being at home where, like, more people believe in God and talk about it as if it's a thing that everyone's on board with. And I'm like, yeah, I really oh. hate being in Ohio for this oh, reason. Oh, no. Oh, that's terrible. Yeah. Lucky to not have to deal with that in Tucson. <laughs> yeah. Just the assumption. I'd much rather be around people assuming that I know my whole birth chart. You know? Oh, yeah, of course. You're like, yeah, yeah, astrology, <laughs> totally. I can get by with astrology, but I don't want to talk about God. <laughs> right. Uh, any any dominant subject gets so tiring. Any dominant, anything, like, we all agree on this, right? Like, oh, God, no. Yeah, it's like, then why are we talking about it? I don't want to hear it. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Okay, where yes. were we? <laughs> yes, we were on the third reason. Uh, third reason is that I really do like the cast of this one, uh, especially the adults. I say this often on this podcast, but the adults in movies are always killing it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. That's, it makes me think of Matilda. I really love like Miss Honey and Matilda. Oh, sure. And like when I was talking about, uh, me and Earl and the dying girl, I was like, those adults killing it and all, mm-hmm. always, 
uh, and this is no exception. Oliver Platt does a great job as a drama teacher who is dating Joe's mother. Uh, Jan Hooks is a lot of fun as a frazzled Sunday school teacher. <laughs> and David Strathairn is a good reverend in it. He's a good, like, reverend guy who's, like, serious and stuff. I could see him as a reverend. Yeah, he does a really great... Everyone in this just did a great job. Like, the... Um, the grandmother, uh, what's her name? Something, uh, Dana Ivy does a really great job being kind of like a stern grandma and her, her deal. And this is very, again, this is like very gloss over white saviory, uh, Mm -hmm. because of course, 1960s, 1950s, um, she, she has like a, she has a, a black maid who she's had for her whole life. And, um, before the, before the part of the movie, basically before the movie starts, there's a better way of saying that before the story starts. Um, <laughs> so apparently she lost a leg for some reason. And now they're both old women who just hang out and she doesn't have to work a day in her life. And so they got maids to do maid stuff for the maid. Ha. So they're just like best friends who I assume are in a, are in a, an awesome lesbian relationship together, even though it's never oh, mentioned. Yeah, but I they're hope not so. Like saying it. No, they're just mm. incredibly close. It's adorable. <laughs> <laughs> yes, all all women who live together are incredibly close. Yeah, I was like, I love seeing this. This is my favorite. They're really cute together. This is also glossed over, clearly, <laughs> to make everyone feel better. Yeah, definitely. We're like, there were plenty of good white people who weren't racist. Yeah, like, God. Uh, yeah. No, everybody was pretty racist. Maybe like 10 people weren't. <laughs> I mean, yeah, everybody. Oh, God, it never ends. But um, yeah, but it is it's really cute to see them together, like disapproving of things. <laughs> that sounds fun. It as really a character nice. choice. Yeah. Uh, the fourth reason that you should see this is that it's definitely a male friendship story. And it's not really like the kind of coming of age movie I like, but it's like a step younger than that. Mm. You know, it's like two yeah. kids at the creek having fun and, <laughs> you know, skinny dipping or whatever. And like. Talk about girls and dumb junk. Yeah, it's adorable. Yeah, I love, I really like little kids being humans. Yeah, it's nice to see. It's very. Yeah, where it's not like super comic and they're just like, kids are people too. Yeah, he's very, it's it's 100% that movie where they're really focused on, it's really focused on the kids and what they go through. And I always like those. Yeah, me too. Yeah, it's like, um. That one movie that I always forget the name of that everybody knows is a classic except for me that I forget. The um, Christina Ricci one. Oh, Now and Then. Now and Then. Thank you. Oh, it's very yeah. Now and Then-y. I saw that like a year or two ago, uh, maybe a little more. And I was like, yeah, this is that kind of movie. Yeah, definitely. They're a little older, though. They're like 13. Yeah, well, this is 12. Oh, okay. I was <laughs> here. I was uh, I was thinking you were saying like little kid. I, I always think little kid is like uh, single digits. Oh yeah, no, no. This is definitely like twelve year olds, but they don't. But but very different from like the like the probably uh, coming of age movie that I'm used to, which is like seventeen year old boy who is an arts kid or whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. I'm an outsider. I love Rocky Horror Picture Show. Right. Exactly. This is much like twelve year old stuff, where it's a little bit of G golly, but not too much, and a little bit right. of their asshole. Like those people are assholes, and not too much. And it's like a good combo. Got it. Okay. Cool. I like that. Nice. Uh, my last reason is a little bit of a throwaway. There are some great shots in this, some good compositions. Ooh. Yeah, you know I of, love a good composition. Oh, good, good, good. Yeah, lots of silhouette shots, lots of shots in mirrors, just cool junk like that where I was like, hey, I like this. Fun. Yeah, a lot of times like 
family movies or like dramedies, they don't do a lot with the cinematography because right. it's just like a straightforward narrative story, like a book that you're watching. Yeah. Um, so it's fun when they're like throwing in different um, shots to evoke emotion more than just like over the shoulder, over the shoulder, over the shoulder. Yeah, it's so much nicer to see that. Yeah, this very much is like a, it has like a church community. It's a church community kind of movie in a lot of ways. So there are like shots of organ, of like the organ and like stained glass and all this stuff. And you're like, oh, cool. Okay. Churches are very pretty. I actually like churches a lot. I, they are peaceful and, and nice. There's like a reason why people like going to them. <laughs> There's definitely a lot of that in this. They're, uh, really, cinema, they're really cinematic places. Yeah. So yeah, I can get down with a church. I just oh. don't want to hear. <laughs> I don't want to be like jailed at the church for two hours. <laughs> yes, exactly. If That's a really good call. Maybe maybe we'll get lucky and there will be more like places that used to be churches that still look amazing but are done. Maybe more concert venues that used to be churches. Yes, please. <laughs> yes, I love. There was um, one in Pittsburgh and one in Detroit that I used to go to um, when I was in college that were really great venues that had been converted from churches. But oh, they hell had yeah. the exteriors and the windows and the cool ceilings and architecture. Oh, the more the better. Plus the Church of Fun in, in LA. I love that place. Oh, I haven't been there. It was. It's very underground in that, like, it does not have an online presence because <laughs> cops would fuck it, it up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's been. I think the cops have like hit that place a lot. <laughs> wow, where is it? Uh, I can't remember anymore. But also, I probably shouldn't say on the internet. <laughs> That's the okay. type of place well, it is. But I think it's like Melrose and something. But it, oh, I think we'll it used to, to be a church. It. Yeah, it was. It was a really cool place that I went to once and fell in love with, and wish I had gone back to, but never have. <laughs> and you're like, and I can't find it again. Yep, so sad. That was it for a while. And then I think it came back and I was like, thank God. Okay, good. Oh my God. Yeah, I want to go. <laughs> yes. Uh, but yeah, the cinematographer for this was apparently Aaron Schneider, who I hadn't really seen any of his stuff. I guess he did Kiss the Girls. Oh, I like Kiss the Girls. Oh, perfect. Good, good, good. Yeah. I was like, there's a <laughs> chance that she does. Yeah, which again, uh, we've we've got Ashley Judge. Judd words <laughs> Ashley astrally, <judged. laughs> astrally judged i'm Astra judged by the stars <laughs> astrally judge reinhold yes <laughs> oh no oh god um all right so those are all my reasons and some some words that i'm mushed around in my mouth uh what do you think <laughs> yeah i actually think this sounds really cute i wasn't totally feeling it when you announced it but yeah. i think it sounds really interesting um, like a very low stakes, easy to watch, like afternoon movie when you just need to like feel good, but not be mad at, I don't know, well, something being too cheesy. Well, there are definitely, definitely parts that are like roller coaster that I, I don't want to reveal, but there are some deep, there are absolutely deep, sad moments in this too. Like it's not a fully mm. easy watch. People die. Um, like people die in this movie. People die. There's like fear of like there. There's like danger. There's a bunch of stuff you're not expecting in it that I don't really want to go over because it's so exciting. But it's a oh roller coaster. I don't know what to think anymore. <laughs> <laughs> my God. Okay. Yeah. Well, I am definitely feeling something. That's good. I like that. <laughs> I think I will. Yeah, I think I'm more likely to watch this now than I was before. I think when you said it was kind mm. of maudlin, that's what I had assumed about it. And it's like my least favorite 
Yeah. I, I just like really hate stuff that's saccharine or maudlin. I just feel, I hate being manipulated yeah, by a film. Yeah, the schmaltziness of it all. Yeah. I hate schmaltz. I hate it. Yeah, this is like a combo of schmaltz and non-schmaltz. And I think the non-schmaltz makes it worthy. Yeah, sometimes that works for me because there's definitely stuff I like that's cute. Um, mm. Or that has moments that are like, <sighs> okay. <laughs> and I can like, I can do it because the rest of the movie isn't like that. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Um, yeah. I'm, inter- I'm interested. I'm, I'm more interested in watching this one than I think our last episode. This definitely got me, I think I'm going to go with a yes that I will watch Simon Birch. Awesome. Very cool. Very cool. Uh, audience, if you have seen Simon Birch, tell us via internet, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, the things that are internet. And while you're there, please. <laughs> Sorry, that made me laugh so hard. Perfect. The That's the goal. That are internet. <laughs> oh, follow us on internet. Tell us in internet. Join Facebook group. Talk via internet with us through movies. <laughs> oh no, I've committed. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, you have to ditch now. <laughs> oh, bad. Yes, please. Uh, do you have any recommendations? Um, yes, I do have recommendations. I mean, I have been watching nonstop movies lately and yeah, and there's so many of them that I (laughs) love and want to share with people. Um, since I've been recommending some movies that, um, are connected to the film that I'm currently making surprise <laughs> um, that you can learn more about by going to my Instagram or Twitter at LTB comedy. Um, I really, really love the movie pumpkin 2002. Speaking of Christina Ricci mm. um, and I've been wanting to do it on the podcast and I might wait. Have you seen it? I have not. It's one of those few like Christina Ricci movies that I always wanted to see and always heard it was so good and I never saw it. So it's so already like on my list to see. Yeah, I've been really wanting I've been wanting to do it, but there is it's a and I recommend it cuz like this is about uh disabilities, this, mm. uh, Simon Birch and like Pumpkin is also about dis- uh has a disabled character, but he's not actually disabled. So I there's definitely an issue with non-disabled actors playing like they have disabilities because there are so many disabled actors and they should be the ones getting hired. So (laughs) I have some like feelings of like, how problematic is this movie? But in all, I think it's, I think it's hard for people because they don't understand the set, not that they don't understand, but like the satire is so good that it makes it seem like the hero is, she's like an unlikable, she's like a bad person, but it doesn't necessarily seem like it's telling you that obviously, if that makes sense. Yeah. I love that. And I, and I really like it because her, she's such like a white victim woman, you know, Christina (laughs) Ricci just plays this. Who's like, I'm trying to do my best. I'm trying to do the right thing. And she's just fucking it up over and over again. And like, she's just such a perfect example of the way that like white women put their nose in places where it doesn't belong and like upset the apple cart. Um, And I just, I just think it's such a, it's so dark and it's so funny in the fucked upness of it. And I don't think it's exploitative. Of course, like I said, the main actor doesn't actually have the disability that um, he's portraying, Mm. uh, which would be, I believe it's cerebral palsy. Oh, gotcha. Um, So that's definitely a frustration, but um, not that it's okay. It's just very uncommon still. This was a 2002 movie, but Mm. 
a lot of people haven't seen it. And if you're looking for like a really dark comedy that I think roasts white women, mm-hmm. um, I highly recommend it. And it's Christina Ricci in a type of role we haven't really seen her in. Oh, the um, best. I am like, I am, she, she is definitely in a Jim Carrey world for me, you know, where I have to yeah. see everything she's done. Yes, haven't yeah. haven't but should have. Definitely. <laughs> uh, and it's got a really great pastel color palette and it's like very soft looking and it's got a lot of really great like jabs at Greek life, sorority culture. Um, it's, it's great. I love it. Uh, so I, I, that's my recommendation for this week. I found the humor of it and the cinematography and the color of it very inspiring mm. to my new film, Surprise. Nice. What about you? What's your recommendation? My recommendation uh, is if it's late at night and you're feeling depressed, (laughs) the answer is go to bed. (laughs) (laughs) Just giving very basic uh, advice now. Life-changing stuff. Turn off your phone. Don't eat before bed. Oh, I've just – there's been so many times where I've – it's been like a Friday night or a Saturday night and it just gets later and later and you're like depressed about life and you're like – staying awake doing like nothing basically and Mm -hmm. it's almost like you're trying to beat it by doing nothing and that doesn't work the answer is just like accept that that you can't fix it for the night and go to sleep and it always solves it for me so i hope other people do that absolutely sleep water food like are you uh a depressed monster or have you just not gotten up lately and right sure that's that's a big part of it too yeah Yeah. i mean getting getting enough sleep is part of it but this is this is kind of a i guess it's a really specific circumstance of just like no i know what you mean because i've done that too where i'm just like you could be in bed like you're dragging everything out longer like just stop turning the thing that you're working on Stop clicking around and looking at other stuff and yeah. just go to bed before 3 a.m. Yeah, it's just all about acceptance at that point. It's like accept that it's unsolvable. <laughs> yeah, and if you feel bad, like being asleep is the best. <laughs> yeah, way it's, to it's stop a great feeling bad. It, it's a great way to not spiral because <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> sleep is happening instead. You're like, oh, cool. And my and brain is, yeah, my brain's just turned off instead. This is great. It's the yeah. Best. Oh. One of those things I wish I had learned at least a decade ago. <laughs> totally, totally. Absolutely oh. agree. Uh, let's see. Uh, you got any plugs? Uh, you know, just uh, about to start filming Surprise. So it's just like keep your eyes on that and uh, give me some support because it's a stressful experience. But I'm so excited about it and I think it's going to be really funny. Awesome. I just want it to be as good as I want it to be you know it's like a two almost two years in the making oh, so wow. yeah I, I started writing it over two years ago so yeah. with the goal to have shot it last year <laughs> of course uh yeah so just my plug for myself is uh message me some supportive encouraging words <laughs> do it folks <laughs> what about you uh, I've got quarantine date night coming up on June 23rd. It's a Wednesday, uh, 8 p.m. Pacific at twitch.tv slash sweet Dalai Lama, S-W-E-E-T-D-A-L-A-I-L-A-M-A. I'm going to have great comedy from five very funny improviser couples who uh, I cannot wait to see. Always a great time. You have such a fun show. You're such a good show host also. Oh, thank you. I appreciate yeah. that. 
I can't wait to start doing comedy um, in person again because I love performing in your in this show when it's at our local comedy venue. Oh, that would be the best. I cannot wait to get back into venues and such. Uh, hopefully, hopefully soon. Fingers are always crossed. Cross, cross, crossed. Oh, yes. Uh, audience, <laughs> please, if you've got any stars to, to give away, like spare stars in your pockets, like feel free to give us five of those. Yeah, uh, we, five is ideal. Yeah, we really appreciate uh, if you happen to have five stars lying around the house, maybe in the couch cushions. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, you'd have no idea how many stars are actually just like under your carpet. Like, uh, yeah. if you just pull at it a little bit, there's like probably a ton of stars like between the carpet and the hardwood. Exactly. They just kind of collect. If you got any reviews, like positive reviews, I feel like those are probably also somewhere in your just in your apartment, just kind of chilling under stuff, under the fridge even. I think a lot yeah. of times that happens. And like you, if you're not using your positive reviews, give them to us because yes, they actually really help us a lot when we're trying to battle the algorithm. Yes, the evil algorithm that always uh, that always comes for us. We have to have weapons for it. Yes, and our weapons are stars and reviews. So please <laughs> donate your local to your local podcast any extra stars and reviews. Mm, we do need cats of five stars to fight the evil. <laughs> Yes, exactly. Oh, no. uh, and subscribe. I don't have a bit about subscribing. Just please do it. We appreciate you. Um, we appreciate and we'll, you. Yeah, and we'll read your cat of five stars on the air. Uh, special thanks to our editor, Pete Burns. Thanks, Pete. <laughs> and thank you all, audience, so much for listening to You Need to See This. Your parents don't go to church, do they, Simon? See, that's because they don't belong here. And neither do you.